Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Musical Splaining Podcast. I am your host and cubic zirconia in the the smooth. Oh, oh nice. <laughs> and I am your um, glass cut piece of plastic jammed in a dollar store ring that you buy as you're looking at push pops, you know, while you're buying a $5 planter from five. I don't know. I lost the thread on this one a long time ago. Wow, I'll be that's, real. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> I was like, I can't really top. I can't top a cubic zirconium in the, in the smooth. That's, that's yeah, just... in the smooth. Yeah. <laughs> in the smooth. Yes. Of course we're talking about the, uh, did you even say your name? I'm sorry. We just, we went ahead. Yes. Uh, what is a name? Uh, <laughs> I don't even know. What, what is it's... a name? <laughs> In case I did, it's Angelina Meehan. But you know what? It's it's a fun day to be nameless as we dive into the world yes. of um of Aladdin. Of multiple of, of false identities. A false identity. That's false true. Identities. I could have just said my name is yes. Prince Ali. I'm not Angelina. I'm just Prince Ali. Or I am just a. I'm yeah, not Princess I'm not Jasmine. I'm not Aladdin. I'm Ali. Oh, you're right. Yes. There you go. Um, uh, yeah, Aladdin. Of that's course, it. Yes, there we're you talking go. about Aladdin. Aladdin the musical, yes. which we are famously trying for a second time because we tried to do this in 2021, I believe is when we did it, around the same time. And famously, uh, the cast, I guess, all like, came down with COVID the week, the day that we were supposed to go see it. So the show got shut down. Yeah. And it was like right when Broadway was opening back up after COVID. And we we're like, well, fuck me. I guess yep. we're not going to see it. No, no Aladdin for us. Um, but, you know, uh, no Aladdin for us. But yeah, now it's thankfully it's touring. So it's come to uh, L.A. I believe it's playing right now. If not, it starts next week. So we decided that we're going to do it. Uh, you're going to pop up to New York because I guess there's a permanent show as well as a traveling. Yeah, show. Yeah, the, there's right? the tour going on right now. I think it's like its second national tour, but we'll get into that later. But um, yeah, yeah, it's still yes. running on Broadway. So I'm going to be hopping up there uh, in, in the relatively near future to go and see it. And uh, this is uh, mm-hmm. another Disney production that I have not knocked off on uh, my belt yet. So there you go. There's always yeah. something new. We've talked about Aladdin, I feel like, in different parts throughout the years. Yeah. Um, I, I've told my story about getting to see the sneak preview of it when I was in the fourth grade, uh, which was very exciting. And um, although people assume probably that my my sort of emotional adherence to this is is because of the sort of being the only Middle Eastern or I should say MENA, the Middle Eastern North African style of um, of Disney movie. It was actually more because I was so endeared to Robin Williams as a kid. That was the bigger deal to me. For sure. So uh, I feel like that's all. That's all often something that's like really over. I guess it's, it's. I shouldn't say it's overlooked, but the assumption is always that. But really, it's like sure. Robin Williams always felt like family when I was a kid. So like, yeah. the fact that he was in this too was just like that was the part that fucking made my mind explode and made me so excited about it. Yeah, no, Robin Williams was like my dad part too. Like in my head, like I always yeah. associated him with like my dad. So like. It was very like potent stuff seeing anything Robin Williams related. Um, this is like I think my I don't know if I've shared it on this uh, podcast before. And it's not that I dislike this movie, but out of all the Disney Renaissance movies, this was like the one that kind of just like outside of Robin Williams. It was not the one that I revisited a lot. Mm. So like I don't have the like because it became it came like right in between Beauty and the Beast and The Lion King, which were two like massive movies for me. And like Huge so ones, like yeah. Aladdin was always just kind of like on the back burner. I saw it 8000 times because of one, I had an older brother. I feel like this one was really popular with boys uh, for a lot of reasons that yeah. are very obvious. But like yeah, uh, yeah. outside of like Robin Williams, there wasn't a lot that I returned to it for until like I you know, hit adulthood and then was going back and just 
interested in it as a piece of art, um, kind of because because Howard Ashman famously died before while it was still in pre-production, and so Tim yeah. Rice had to pick it yeah. up. And there's about eight thousand iterations of what this is, and then there's all the talk of you know this is ripping off um the the, the thief and the cobbler the <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. and and uh, like so so it's very fascinating to me now as an adult, but like as a kid I didn't have like this huge thing towards it. Now that you know now as an adult who has you know gone through like Robin Williams comedy and just you know. Felt mm-hmm. life and everything like that. Just ha- I, I have a little bit more of a newfound appreciation for it. So that said, I am just kind of like not sure what to make of of this going in. I, I know a lot of people who really like this show. I think I have a friend who used to usher for it and was like so happy to usher for it because it meant she got It'll to watch it every yeah. day, multiple times a week. You know, we did the Lion King episode together. Is that right? Yes. Were you yeah, on? yeah, I, yeah. I can't remember. We've done so many of these. So I, if you remember, I remember saying on the Lion King episode where even though it was like this beautiful, crazy, like interesting staging of it, it was, mm-hmm. there was a bit of it that I was just totally fucking bored because I was like, I've seen Lion King so many fucking times and I knew every line of dialogue that watching the musical was just like, I literally know everything before it happens, which is not really a criticism of the show. It just is like a byproduct of me having seen the same thing over and over again. Uh, I My fear is that this will be that even times like 11 because I saw this Way more times than I saw Lion King, which is crazy because those two movies were the ones I saw a billion times as a kid. No, it's a little fucked up when um, I think about how many times I watched, like, basically the like that that Golden Four of like Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, uh, Little Mermaid, yep. and, or, or Aladdin rather, and yep. um, Lion King, like nonstop. Like, it's amazing that I have any holes in my brain for like you know memories of my grandparents <laughs> or or anything like yeah, that. Right. <laughs> like, things I learned in school. That's like every kid though, you've got you you've got a kid. It's the same thing. They're just always like, let's watch this over and over yeah. and over and over and over and yeah. over again. Yeah, I've seen I've seen um uh all of Steven Universe 8000 times uh because of my daughter. Oh. She's she's so big into Steven Universe right now. So now it's just like this it feels like oh this is I guess what it was like when I was like mom can we watch Beauty and the Beast again? Mom can we watch Beauty and the Beast again? Mom yep. can like this is yep. like she's like I I got the tape for you. You figure out the VCR. Dad, you just, you figure it out. Um, so I guess, you know, I, I, <laughs> I'm repeating the same cycle for my daughter. Just being like, you can figure out Steven Universe on your no, own. No, it's true. I think yeah. it's just, there's, there's a comfort in like the sort of, cause it's new to you every time you see it. You're just like, oh my God, it's You don't, oh, yeah. you can't fucking remember the whole thing the way that you remember everything now. The grooves in your brain have not quite set in the same way. It's that elasticity. So right. oh, to go back to those days of having, uh, you know, novelty and dopamine. My and, uh, brain, those, my brain uh, is like ideally what bread dough should be by the time it's kneaded properly. Like you just press down <laughs> on it and then it immediately rises back into place. And uh, that's kind of where yes. my brain is now. So, I mean, uh, that said about where Aladdin lies, you know, kind of in, in that canon for me, maybe this will be a bit more of a surprise. I know this has like a lot of like it restored a lot of the Howard Ashman songs that were cut because Howard Ashman wrote a ton of stuff for it. Oh, OK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Uh, he wrote a ton of stuff for it while it was in like pre pre production and then of course he passed away and then Jeffrey Katzenberg like famously like chopped all of the Howard Ashman stuff and there was like this whole thing where it's like Aladdin's mom was still alive and like there's all this oh, other no stuff shit. yeah 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 like he, he was trying to like oh I didn't think I know one that. of the subplots was him trying to like want to be better for his mom and then like Howard uh, or Jeffrey Katzenberg after Howard Ashman died was like nah nah Nah, we're not going to do that. And just Mama's boy, just like the rest of us Persian kids, <laughs> right. even though he's, he's Arab technically in this. Right, but it's right. like, you know, 
what we call them in Farsi is uh, the mom is like, you can't do anything wrong. They call them a which literally translates to golden penis is what that's like a term of affection because boys are so revered. Sure. Um, so <laughs> they take out the subplot of Aladdin having a golden dick, even though he's not Persian, but still. Yeah. Uh, we're neighbors. <laughs> so, yes, very much dick. trying to gain money so he can marry like the rich girl. Like I, it's all very relatable as an adult. I understand this now in a way that I didn't, it sure. didn't register with me as a kid. It's copper coated material. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just yes, thinking about Aladdin's golden penis. Unintentionally appropriate, yeah. <laughs> like for the rest yes, of exactly. this. Yes, exactly. Dudu Tala. That's beautiful. Uh, oh, that's interesting. It. So did, did they bring them? I guess I shouldn't ask. I'll just watch it. But I, I guess the mom's not in the musical. I don't, or, or I don't think so. Like, I, I actually know like nothing besides like, oh, they brought a lot of the Howard Ashman stuff back. But I think they gave it a new context. Um uh, for this show. So I, I don't think I don't think the mom is there, but like I know that a lot of the okay. kind of stuff that was in the first drafts is kind of at least far musically uh, as far as music goes is, is is being brought back to this. And a lot of people were very excited about that in the way that, you know, when you cling on to a piece of material like Aladdin as a kid and you know and you get to that level where you're just like they had the song and it was great. Yeah, Nobody yeah. else loved it. And, you know, and this version brings it back that yeah. people got very excited for that. So, yeah, I'm excited, excited to see that. And um, I'm assuming, you know, just because it's also, you know, Disney theatricals, it's going to have an insane budget and it's going to be like the fucking. It'll have some weird puppeteer that's (laughs) like a person wearing all black in the background pretending to be a boo. Yeah. Carpet. Yeah. Oh, fuck are they going to do carpet? Is carpet like a fucking marionette from the top of the stage or what the fuck? I got to wonder because like they did this. I remember um, I know I've talked about the Beauty and the Beast Broadway show a lot, but I remember this Mm -hmm. very specific memory of like. It was before I discovered drugs, but the first time I saw this show on Broadway, there was somebody in like the VR guest scene who was basically just like wearing a carpet and like doing flips in it and was like meant to be an enchanted carpet. And it was like the funniest thing I had ever seen in my life. So a part of me is like, if carpet is in this, I'm assuming they're going to do that, but I don't know because they have to ride it later. And I, (laughs) you can't do a whole new world without a fucking carpet. That's not possible. Yeah. The anticipation remains so high. Oh, man. I yeah. mean, you said they're going with the Lion King. Like, how are they going to do Stampede? How are they going to do Mufasa in the clouds? So I'm like, come on, man, Disney, yeah. put down that money. I want to see. Got, that. We got some <laughs> like, real questions going into this one now. Now we have some real concerns. <laughs> anticipation. Very anticipation. Yeah. The anticipation runs high. So should we just dive yes, into the notes? Let's go into the notes. Like, yeah, for sure. Get that, get that done. Okay. Yeah. Aladdin. Aladdin is a stage musical based on the 1992 Disney animated film of the same name, with music by Alan Menken, lyrics by Howard Ashman, Tim Rice, Chad Begulin, and a book by Begulin. Is that a person that we are familiar with, or is this like a person uh, who as was far as I know, this? not I'm not particular. Yeah, Very I well. think he's a playwright, but I, I'm not really familiar with anything else that he's done. Apologies, Chad Pegulin, yeah. if I've mispronounced your name. Yeah. Um, based on one of the most popular tales from the folk collection, A Thousand and One Nights, Aladdin tells the story of a young ne'er-do-well named, you guessed it, Aladdin, who lives in the fictional kingdom of Agrabah. Agrabah. Despite Agrabah. being down as Agrabah. <laughs> city of mystery. <laughs> of enchantment. I'm, I used to have that whole movie memorized <laughs> at one point. Uh, I, I, despite you know being what? Down. We're not going to go see it. You're just going to do the whole thing <laughs> for yes, me right that's here. That's just going to be the show. live stream this month is me just going from beginning to end and seeing how much I can remember of the entire film. One person Aladdin, please. Let's make it yes. happen. <laughs> <laughs> one man show. Uh, despite being down in his luck and fortune, Aladdin dreams of one day rising above his current situation in life. Hashtag relatable. Fortunately or unfortunately, <laughs> when the Sultan's Grand Vizier Jafar tricks Aladdin into entering a booby trap cave for the purposes of fetching a magic lamp as one does. 
Our hero inadvertently discovers a wisecracking genie that lives inside said lamp and suddenly finds himself able to have three of his wildest wishes granted through the genie's powers. Will Aladdin use this new ability for good or will he use it for money and chicks? It's the same thing. Yes, you do. Uh, <laughs> yes, <does>, true. <laughs> does Princess Jasmine make a compelling case for responsible pet tiger ownership? It's She's like the tiger queen. Uh, she's tiger she's queen. the tiger queen. <laughs> uh, she should have been on that documentary. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Joe, uh, I was going to say Joe Manchin. What the fuck is it? Joe yeah. Exotic shows up. Joe Exotic. Jasmine like, Exotic. Surprise, motherfucker. I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised Here. that no one did that meme. Yeah. Right. Uh, and can I bring this forward to my local state legislator? If Kava yeah. had three wishes for anything besides abolishing musical theater from our collective consciousness, what would they be? All this and more in Aladdin. Aladdin. What would my three yeah. wishes be? And I'm assuming that we're not allowed to do wishing for more wishes. And yeah, they can't bring that, out that's, people from the dead. If, if we're talking about Aladdin, yes, we got to follow the rules of Aladdin. Can't bring people back from the dead. Uh, no wishing for more wishes. Uh, can't kill anyone. Those oh, are I was going to say, things, I forgot right? that killing anybody was, I'm like, there's a lot of people that I wish. <laughs> yeah. I know, the fact that my brain was like, Just Aw. fucking die already. Maybe, <laughs> like, maybe you can just like transport them above a cliff with nothing yeah, below it. And then you know, whatever you happens, go. happens. Put them in a wily e. coyote type situation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Next to a uh, burning fire, maybe not in the burning fire, and then just see. If right, can, right. Anyway, yes, that's for yeah, another yeah, time. Yeah. Uh, announced yes. in 2010, a lot in the stage <laughs> that's, musical. That's one. the live stream. Is like people we would <laughs> yeah. kill with our three wishes. Yes, maybe we should. Yeah, our next live stream should be about what our three wishes would be. That, I think that could go on for about like eight yes. hours of conversation. You know what? It, it'll go back. It'll go back to the original com- point that I was making earlier of that elasticity and the dopamine that we so often desire <laughs> in our adulthood to bring that back. Anyway, announced yeah. in 2010, Aladdin the Stage Musical went through multiple out of town tryouts from Seattle to the Mooney in St. Louis to Manila to Toronto, amongst others before finally opening on Broadway on February 26, 2014 at the New Amsterdam Theater. It was nominated for five Tony Awards with James Monroe Iglehart scoring its sole win for Best Featured Actor in a Musical for his turn as the Genie. Still running on Broadway, it has also spawned multiple long-running international productions and is currently on its second United States tour. This is like pretty much a, uh, it's a bit of a staple now at this point, huh? Yeah, I mean, time flies. I can't. I, like for me, I was like, oh, this opened like five years ago, and it was like, no, <laughs> this has it's been running for years. almost almost ten years. You know, With COVID no signs aside, of sh- slowing down or anything, huh? It's doing well as far as I know. Like it's still going. Like it's hopping. And again, yeah, it's on its uh, second. Like it had its first national tour, and that was like one of those like three and a half long year tours. And like I think it's like in its second year of this tour. It's already come mm-hmm. through Philadelphia. Uh, so yeah, it's it's doing quite well for itself, to for lack of a better word. I mean, most of these Disney musicals do. It's actually very funny to me i'm thinking out loud that frozen like died so quickly relatively compared to like the rest of these but yeah aladdin's been running for a long ass time like 2014 i've done so much in my life since then and i know i haven't lots happened a lot of other people have done stuff since 2014 but not me i've enjoyed watching people live their lives for a while since 2014 (laughs) but yeah no it's, it's been uh, yeah, and I'm kind of shocked that I haven't seen it in some capacity because yeah, there was a point where I was just going to shows, you know. But I have seen, I did see James Monroe Iglehart as, um, uh, 
who was he, as a uh, Thomas Jefferson in Hamilton, and he was fantastic. Oh, nice. He's he was good, fucking yeah. incredible. Like, so I'm just like, okay, I can, I know a lot of people were like really amped about him and he was like the hype man for that. And uh, like people really, really liked his genie because it was kind of like, you know, how do you step in the shadows of somebody like Robin Williams? Yeah, I was going to say, it feels like, like this show rides or dies by that performance. Yes. It's like your, who is your phantom? Who is your genie? Like that, that's yeah. like kind of like the thing that I'm, I'm getting from here. I am very excited to see it. And it was like, uh, did you see the live action Aladdin? The, the Guy Ritchie one? No, I did not see it. I didn't see it. It's it's uh it's pretty woof, but in all, in all honesty, one of the nice things I can say about it was that Will Smith was actually like really really fun in it. Was and, he a like, good Aladdin? Yeah, he, or he was uh he was the genie. I'm sorry, and, good um, genie. I'm sorry, I said Aladdin. I'm thinking about the movie Aladdin. Was he a good genie? Is what I meant to say. Yes, he was. He was, he was a really good. I mean, obviously, like Robin Williams is Robin Williams. You know, they basically let him do whatever the fuck he wants, so he basically yes. made that part. But like Robin, mm-hmm. uh, Will Smith was very very fun. And uh, again, like I know. Uh, James Monroe Oglehart was like little Broadway darling uh, for that theater season just because everyone loved him so much in this. So I'm very excited to see like, you know, what I don't know who's playing it on Broadway right now. I don't know who's playing it in the tour, but like I feel like that seems like a very fun ass part for a high ass energy man. So, you know, keeping my fingers crossed. Really excited for that. Yeah. Somebody with like a booming voice that's like very big and. Yeah. Something that could project to the cheap seats in the back. I feel like that's an appropriate role for the most theatery. Theaterist yes. of theater kids kind of thing. It <laughs> that, seems like that's, that is, a, that's a dream role for them. I, I, you know what, honestly, as like someone who can't keep myself quiet for more than two seconds, you know, mm-hmm. just genuinely like overflowing with like, I can't shut the fuck up. I'm like, that sounds like a fun role. Yeah, it seems <laughs> like, like be fun. Like, Although I imagine they're not doing like, I, I don't know. We'll see. Again, more, many questions. They're not like, you know, he's so not doing 50 questions. different impressions in necessarily and doing like yeah. changes to his appearance. He's probably just having to like make a lot of jokes. I don't know. Right. Because like, cause, like I don't. I have to assume they're not like okay. At this point, you impersonate Rodney Dangerfield. At this point, yeah. you do Jack Nicholson because that's what Rob. I'm assuming like any yeah. good faith because this is Casey Nicholshaw who directed it, who I think directed Book of Mormon off the top of my head. I, I'm mm-hmm. you know a competent theater director. I'm going to assume like yeah, you're not just copying Robin Williams here. You're doing yeah. your own. This is thing one of the here. first times like in our first part of the of an episode where I'm like, man, there's a lot of questions coming up now that I'm like, how so will they do this? Many. Yeah, I like. I, I, now I'm, I'm curious. I'm, I'm, you have piqued my curiosity. What does he say in uh, Django? Of course you have. Right. Yeah. Now you have my attention. That's how it is now. Yeah. I'm like, how the fuck they transition this onto the stage? Well, we're gonna find out. Um, I guess is there any other things that you wanted to get out of your system about Aladdin before uh, we we hop into this magical world of Agrabah? Agrabah. No, I think we'll probably we'll save it for the second half. I'll probably rewatch a lot. I guess I, you know what? I should probably not watch Aladdin before it. Although I'm excited to watch it because I haven't seen it in so long. Because, again, it was one of those things that, like, it's so deeply ingrained. And I'm like, I don't need to watch this because I can play it in my brain at any given moment. But, yeah, uh, I'm, I might go ahead and do that. I only watched it for the first time pretty recently because this was, like, one that I was like, this might be a little too scary in parts for Joe. So I'd been holding off on it. And, again, was not, like, my favorite. And I rewatched it pretty recently. And I was like, okay, I get it. I get it. <laughs> like, yeah. I get how this ruined so many kids' brains. As a, I get I get why we were all going, uh, you know, into first grade Ape doing our it. own. Ape shit going um, into yeah. our, like, first grade trying to impersonate, you know, um, uh, him doing, like, William F. Buckley. <laughs> Not knowing it was William F. Buckley. Is William like, F. He does a William F. Buckley impression. Yes, he does. I'm not oh making God. this up. It's Wait, just where like, is I'm, it? It's like um um. 
it's 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 during the cave scene. I can't. I just remember like, is that oh really that fugly? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a holy a shit. Of, I gotta go back yeah. and find this. Yeah, I, I, I'm like, I swear, I'm not making this up. I'm like, this this happened, right? Or did it happen? In Return of Jafar. I know we were just talking about Return of Jafar. Oh yeah, yeah, like, it might have been Return of Jafar too. Yeah, you know what? Again, yet another reason to go back and watch these because there's so many references. I think that went over my head. I think I'm just. Gonna I'm watch sure all three went over my head. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just going to watch all three of them because you know what? It's 2023 and we're grown adults and we can do what we Aladdin's want. Aladdin's yeah, gonna... It'll be great. I love it. Yeah, I'll be happy to be in that space. <laughs> and, and, and one of our million other pivots to when we run out of musicals is just yeah. Aladdin explaining because there's yeah. plenty to go no, okay, on. Well, this okay, this is good. This is good. I'm excited. Yeah. Yes, I'm excited yeah, to go see yeah. it now. I'm glad that we had this yeah. talk. I'm, I'm actually like, nice little I'm excited to go see it and Aladdin. see what's going to happen. Yes. I've, I can't I've wait. gotten sufficiently well, hyped. said... Are you yes. ready to fall into a cave of wonders? Cave I they didn't of use wonders. that as like a line for the I can show you it. the cave of wonders. Oh, uh, lovely. Yes. Do yeah. you trust me? And you can't, I you trust can't see you. this on the I'm podcast, like, but I'm putting my hand out into the zoom to take it. And then like and she's flipping me thing. off and <laughs> No, I trust you. Do you trust me when I got yes. you too hyped up for this show already? And it's just kind of like, I've been disappointed literally every other time before. But yes, I feel, <laughs> I feel like I've gotten myself hyped up by this one. So yes. But yeah. yes, let's go see it. Let's go watch let's go. it and come All back right. and discuss. Where we go. And we, we have returned from the cave of wonders, bearing so We're many back from Agrabah. From Agrabah, oh, you know the kids and I go to Agrabah every summer. You just like the yeah, it's just, it's just such oh, a scenic know. place. Oh, you know Agrabah. Um, but yeah, we are back. Agrabah. Agrabah. <laughs> oh, you know I've been going there every summer since I was a kid. So it makes my heart happy to know the kids are happy going to Agrabah. Oh, just like just so many happy memories. That's pretty good. <laughs> oh, you sound like you're in Fargo. I oh, go yeah. North Dakota. Right, right. Uh, FX, if you're looking for anybody to be in like Anthology 5 of this, you got. I got your number right yes. here. <laughs> Speaking of Fargo, North Dakota, we're here talking about Aladdin. <laughs> right. Just like that. There's a dead body. Uh, there's a mystery, that sort of thing. No, there, Isn't there that are... the premise of the new Sex in the City show? Just oh. like that, there's a dead body. Yeah, just like that, there's a dead body. <laughs> also, someone also in Aladdin dies on a Peloton having a heart attack. Just not to spoil Aladdin for you guys. They make a lot of story changes. But actually, on that note, there are a lot of extra bodies anyway, in this. Yes. <laughs> um, as we'll dive into. Yes, lots of extra bodies. Yes. Uh, so we went and saw... Uh, Aladdin the stage musical uh, separately. I saw it in Los Angeles. You went up to New York last night to see it. Yeah, I, so it's uh, it'll fresh. be interesting to discuss if there's any big um, changes because I obviously I saw the touring show, but you got to see the actual proper uh, on Broadway show. I don't know how much of a difference there was in staging and stuff, but yeah, yeah, uh, I imagine it's still pretty faithful. It can't be that crazy. I'm pretty sure it's meant to be as close to the original or to the Broadway production as possible because Disney to the Broadway loves production, that. Yeah. Loves that, like, um, vertical, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like vertical they, integration. Yeah, they love that so much. Uh, before we go too far into all the summary stuff, it's more or less still the story of Aladdin in the same way that it was in the cartoon, but the name of the game here is omission when it comes to certain main characters. Uh, certain things got shifted around a little bit, yeah, uh, and then they added a couple of more characters and a couple of songs, but if in effect. Which we will obviously have a lot of opinions about, which we'll yes. get into. But uh, in fact, it's still the story. You know, Aladdin is, you know, he's a he's an orphan. He lives on the streets. Uh, he uh, this is one of the big changes is that he's friends with like he's part of like an I don't know, an NSYNC boy band. Or yeah, he's got like a like, B-boy squad. Uh, yeah. Uh, like, which is one of, the fa- one of the things that we talked about in the first half was like 
what are they going to do about Abu? What are they going to do about Carpet? Basically just got rid of them. Yeah, just straight up. Do you want some boys? Yeah, do you want some more boys? Which to a certain audience and demographic, I'm sure they're like, hell yeah, more weird shirtless dudes running around. Yeah. Um, which, you know, all the power to them. <laughs> um, but it is it is a little bit derivative from the original source material in that sense. Um, but, you know, Aladdin's poor. He's just like he wants to be rich, just like all of us. Yeah, uh, he wants to make his mom proud too. Yeah. Like, there's like this the, the other twist yes. is that oh, like God. he uh, <laughs> your face because uh, me too. Uh, yeah, so like he wants to make his mother proud. And he's kind of like it's kind of a change from the the original, but he wants to make his mom. I keep saying he wants to make his mom proud because there's a song that is just proud of your boy, and that's proud of your boy. Uh, but also like he kind of is sort of flirting with changing from being like a small time petty like thief to like doing something more with his life. That's kind of it. It's he's a little more or less aimless. Yeah, than the he's movie just putting alive, off going to college. This right, is like his yeah. gap year, basically, where he graduated <laughs> high school and he's like, maybe I should go to Harvard, like my mom wanted me to. Right, so she um, be proud of her boy, as the song says. Proud of her boy, yeah. I, uh, I don't know what that means for Aladdin to make his mom proud, but yes, yeah. uh, of course, Aladdin's poor. Jafar is the. I'm sorry. Jasmine is the princess, the king, the sultan wants her to get married. She needs to marry a prince, but she wants to marry for love. Yep. Jafar is the royal vizier. He has a sidekick named Iago, who is not uh, the parrot in this, although they do very on the nose be like, Iago, you don't need to parrot every single right, thing that right. I say. Got a cap in your Please feather there, Iago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's very like, well, we didn't want to do a puppet, but we might as well. He's just like a little man. And in my version, it's just like, I think it's the guy who originated the role playing. Like, he's just like this little sidekick dude who's just quipping. He's kind of like, yeah. It's basically Iago. Um, so yeah, uh, basically Jafar finds out that Aladdin is the um, diamond in the rough who can go and get the lamp. And so he tricks Aladdin into getting the lamp for him. Uh-oh, he touches something in the Cave of Wonders, which you're not supposed to touch anything but the lamp. And so the cave collapses in on Aladdin. Which and Abu then... was the one who originally did it, but now yeah. Aladdin is the careless one. Oh, and one. it's so like, whatever. Like, uh, But we'll, we'll get into it. Uh, <laughs> uh we're just like hammering through this. So, uh, yeah, he touches the lamp, meets the genie, and the genie is like, he's the genie, man. Like, what else is there to say? He can he's do fun genie. stuff. He's funny. He's quipping. He's he's on like 300% the whole time. And, uh, yeah, it's the same thing where it's like, he can't make anyone fall in love. He can't kill anyone. And um, I forget what the other one is, but I don't think it's really relevant. But, oh, no can't more wishes for anyone. more wishes. Yeah. Um, and uh, so Aladdin wishes to become a prince so that he can court Jasmine because he and Jasmine have their little meet cute earlier, as they do in the movie, where, right. you know, she's wandering the markets. And he, you know, rescues her and, you know, they bond over, you know, wanting to be like, not like other girls. Trauma bonding. Yeah. Like almost getting killed. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Or almost getting your hand chopped off. Sorry. I believe it's yeah, what the yeah. word was. I, I don't even know if in the stage version they say anything. They're like, get her. And they're just kind of like, okay. Um, but uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So he. Well, we all know. We know yeah. what that. We know what it we, was. It's coded. Um, but like, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's super coded. Uh, but uh, uh, so basically um, Aladdin Wishes Aladdin to be uses Prince his Ali. wish to become yeah. a prince. Yeah, and, and then, then he goes yeah. Prince Ali. And then he goes to the palace and yeah. he impresses everybody. But Except of course, Jasmine. you know, Jasmine's not impressed originally. But then he has to impress her by talking to her like a real person. And then they go on the magic carpet ride, which is the only guest appearance of the magic carpet. I know. Uh, which is cool, but like it doesn't really, you know, it's not carpet carpet, but it's fine. Whatever. I know why they did it. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, it turns out that, you know, she thinks that and Latin just keeps lying on lies. He's just like, oh, yeah, I'm a prince. And she's like, why didn't you tell me that you were a prince? And he's like, oh, because, you know, it's silly for me to pretend to be a commoner and go out into the which I always thought was a clunky line, even in the animated movie. For lack of a better word, it's very like um, 
basic kids. Like, this is why lying is bad, Aladdin. Don't lie. You're just getting stuck in your, like, pile of lies. But so, uh, basically, he realizes he needs the genie and won't do what he originally promised, which is to use his last wish to set the genie free. The genie gets mad. Some tomfoolery happens. Jafar realizes that Prince Ali is the diamond in the rough, steals the lamp. Uh, there's, like, this whole long action sequence where, like, his B-boys are coming to, like, I see you shaking your head. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, no. Oh, I thought you were talking about the other part where they got kidnapped. Yeah, that part. Uh, oh. and all the B-boys got kidnapped or yeah. they're all chained up. I Anyway, we'll get into it. Yeah. Uh, we're almost there. Uh, they go and whatever and then they like they find Jafar and they're like hey whatever and he's like Jafar you'll never be as powerful as the genie because you suck and he's like oh shit you're right I wish to be a genie and then he becomes a genie and then of course he becomes um, uh, you know trapped trapped into the lamp and he has to basically a life of servitude Uh, and then Aladdin has one wish left in which he originally wanted to wish to be a prince again Uh, however he ends up using it to free the genie and then everyone cheers and the movie and the musical is basically over. And everyone's married. Uh, certain blah, blah, blah. things got shifted around. Certain things were omitted. Yeah. Uh, but more or less kind of the same story uh, with the exception, with the major exception of the, um, the B-boys becoming part of his crew. Yeah. And then they also do like this thing where Jasmine has like three like handmaidens who are like there to like do the seven right, brides right, for right, seven right. brothers. <laughs> I don't think they, so the names of like the B-boys are, what is it? It's, it's a, there's Kasim. Omar and then Babcock and then the handmaids don't even get names. It's just like, you know, whatever. You don't even get that stuff. But it's just like, so the basic idea is like they didn't want to do Abu in any form. So this is kind of like how they replace Abu. They're kind of like, oh, here's Aladdin's friends that he gets to bounce all of his internal, you know, thoughts off of. Uh, and they do the same thing with Jasmine and Raja. But and I guess this is like, I already kind of want to oh, get right. Raja into. Raja omission as well. Yeah. Raja's yeah. gone. Iago. Iago's yeah. still there, but in some of the, basically all the animals are gone. Yeah. Yeah. And I think my biggest issue with this show, getting it like just right off the bat, getting right into it, is sure. like, um, it kind of, there's, there's two things going on. One, it kind of kills the tension of both Aladdin's relationship to the genie and Aladdin's relationship to Jasmine because they're constantly talking to other people. And like, the thing is like, these are all three lonely or isolated people. And so the tension of like, I'm being lied to or I've been betrayed or I've gotten a false promise and you know, someone's Mm -hmm. using me is just like, I don't know. It's like cut away immediately because nobody has like any real bond to each other. There's nothing revealing that anyone says to like Jasmine or the genie that isn't said to like his three little like buddies or like her like handmaidens. It's just kind of like, Oh, like, I don't know, like that moment in the movie where like Aladdin's like, no, I'm actually going to use my third wish for my to. I want you to stick around. Like, I'm not going to free you. Like the betrayal is so immense. Like as a kid, I was just like, whoa. And like seeing it last night, like, like that sucks. Like what a dick move. And this was just kind of like, okay, whatever. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, that's fine. Yeah, Yeah. 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 And like same with like, like he's just talking to a boo the whole time. So it's like, yeah, of course he'd meet Jasmine and like unload on her. And like, she also only has right. an animal he's friend. Just like, Dude, my best friend's a fucking monkey. Like I don't, and she's like, my best friend's a tiger. Like we're crazy. Like we need a human interaction. Yeah. They're just two weird kids who have like no real friends. And so it's kind of like, yeah. Oh, there's like the power of why they like taken away. Yeah. Yeah. So like, that's my first problem with it. The second problem is like, so I was thinking a lot about the lion King last night and it's like, okay, I don't think the lion yeah. King is like, the world's greatest show, but I will go to the mat for it in the sense that like, it's trying to do something. It's trying to create visuals that expand upon the movie, but are its own like thing. And also like, Mm -hmm. 
actually actively try to like illuminate or heighten the narrative in some way, shape or form. So like, yeah. you know, you have something like a Buffalo stampede, which is, you know, um, impossible on stage. If you're going to do everything, literally, how do you have Buffalo stampede? Yeah. And Julie Taymor does all these really neat creative decisions to get around that or to build into that imagery, like the big puppet of Mufasa's head talking in the clouds and just being like pieces coming mm-hmm. together as opposed to like a literal giant, lion head you know made of clouds and like you accept that or with something like beauty and the beast which is a show that i don't particularly love like the world is self-contained enough that you can kind of set the ball for or bar rather for what magic looks like and so your expectations can be set early on this just like straight up does not attempt to do anything like it's just kind of like look i get we have a lot of impossible imagery that would be really hard to know on the stage but like no attempt is made there's like no creative thinking it's just like well we're just gonna rewrite the scene so we don't have to have that like there is no big powerful yeah. genie that Jafar turns into and you're like, oh shit, you know, the threat of that's terrifying. It's just kind of like he just stands yeah. there and like then falls into the floor. Like that's yeah, the first it's example. Very quick. Yeah, like it's and very I'm rushed. When I think Disney theatricals, I'm like thinking, where's the money, baby? Like I showed up for like the money and it felt very like No, it's 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 interesting. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that too, because like I had I figured we were gonna complain a lot about it, so I wanted to front load this episode with like Things that I thought, because uh, I was trying to understand like why this worked and mm-hmm. worked in terms of like it's financially successful. It's kind of like a, I think we talked about this in the first half. It's kind of like a, I don't know if I'd call it like a sleeper hit, but it's definitely one of those things that's like kind of just kept chugging along. Yeah. Yeah. And it's gotten like this. It's again, the fact that we saw it, that you saw it on Broadway and I saw it here in LA is that like it's successful enough where they've t- taken it on the road, not because it closed in New York, but because like they can keep fucking making money off of it. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of an interesting addition into like all the Disney musicals. Uh, the one I kept thinking about specifically was Frozen as well. Mm. Oh, uh, yeah, in yeah. addition to the Lion King one where I was like, OK, well, if you look at again, so I'm just going to take the contrarian stance for the sake of the discussion. It's not necessarily sure. because like I strongly believe this this way, but I'm yeah. like, OK, if you look at Frozen, I'm like all the what's his name? Olaf and is the fucking snowman, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Olaf and then there's like the fucking reindeer and all that shit. It's it's distracting and it looks dumb. It just, Frank, like no offense to like any of the puppeteers. It just is like it doesn't really work because of the exact reason you just said where like for Lion King, for example, is like it fully commits to this whole idea of like, OK, we're just all of it's going to be weird animals and, yeah. and crazy sets and all this. But I think something like Frozen tries to have it both ways where like it wants that fantastical element. Uh, but it also wants it to be like this grounded, which, again, when you're adapting something from one medium to the next, you know, just because it works in animation as a medium doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to translate into like an onstage thing. So I think, again, I don't like the decision. However, I get why they make the decision in Aladdin. And I think it's actually it, it's a smart decision for what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this you know, to just be like, what are they going to do? They're going to have some fucking guy in a weird monkey suit running around. Are they just going to have some guy in like a giant carpet outfit in the back? Are they going to have like a giant like you could probably get away with a tiger, like being like two people like in a tiger suit sure. or something like that could kind of <laughs> just like a sports whatever, mascot but, kind of thing. Like, just yeah, like, like that. you could I could see that. But but I see why the other two like I'm like, OK, yeah, sure. And and the main the main thought I had was it's interesting also to think about this in relation to. Lion King, the musical, because fucking Aladdin, the movie also lived in the shadow of Lion King, the fucking movie as well. Um, So it's kind of interesting how like the patterns essentially repeated. Um, But when you really think about it, like Aladdin is not that interesting of a lead character. Like there's not much to him. 
like his main thing is that he's like, oh, like I just don't want to be poor anymore. And then I happen to meet this girl who's like cute. Yeah. Uh, and like that's really <laughs> his own motivation. Like there's nothing for him to overcome other than like poverty, which, you know, hashtag relatable in 2023. But it's not necessarily like a character flaw of him just being poor and like an orphan. So he's kind of this blank slate, really. Like uh, all of it is just like it's just genie. That's it. That's like really the only interesting character character in this like everybody else is kind of boring again i say this as somebody who loved the movie i i i again taking this stance don't come at me it's kind of like the thing that a lot of these stage versions have and like also subsequently like the movie at the live action movie adaptations where they have to pad things out to you know fill a certain runtime because you know you need a two-act musical traditionally you know you have to have a three-act yeah. movie and so you, you gotta go make from, sure that you are proud of your boy when you're right three. so you've got to go from <laughs> 85 minutes to like two and a half hours and you could really just see like okay like what these characters are and yeah aladdin's not the most interesting person it works in an 85 minute film because like it's simple yeah. enough that and like it's also about being a fantastic adventure movie with a genie that does magic and it's Robin Williams showboating for a lot of it. Uh, but like that doesn't have this and it's also longer. And like this isn't. Yeah. Again, not unique to Aladdin in any capacity, but it's just like like this lesson keeps uh, being played out in, in in front of us on stage where it's like the, these stories don't need to be that long. Like, there's- no, it's interesting, too, because like they do. I, I don't know if you felt this way, but it takes it feels like it takes a long time to even get to the genie. Yeah, it takes so um, long. It's like so long. And then when he does do the friend like me, it's the showstopper and it's great. Yeah, it's the, the best set part of is the whole great. Show. It's crazy. It's like it's this big number. It does actually deliver. Yeah, it's so uh, fun. That is like my the best part, yeah. like far and away. And our genie was great. And uh, like just sold our the genie whole was thing. Also great. It was just like kind of like, a, but, oh, my God, that looks exhausting. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, ex- that's exactly what I was going to say, where I was like, yeah, I can see where you're like, you kind of need like three genies to play this because like it's a big number. It's like a lot of running around and dancing and singing. And this is not a person who is just sort of singing with a mic. This is a person who needs to just like be huge in his projection, which would be fucking exhausting for no matter who does it. So that ends up sort of playing against it as a musical, because while it's exciting to see that, and it's like really great when you're in the room, it also is like, well, clearly that dude's going to be fucking exhausted after that. So you can't really use him that much. Yeah. So you end up falling back onto like the Aladdin plot of like, well, Aladdin's really not that interesting again. And neither are his fucking B-boy friends that you also incorporate into yeah. it. So I think it works because it it is this, it strips away of all the, of the, of the animals and trying to make it feel like a Disney show. It doesn't seem like a Disney show when you watch it in regards to the other ones. It lives in the shadow of Lion King in the sense that like Lion King is this huge, big, massive success as a cartoon. And then when they do the Broadway show, basically it's the same thing. So if you're somebody who's making the Aladdin musical, I looked at the numbers too. I'm like, Aladdin didn't make that much. It made like half as much money as Lion King did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, And it came directly before it. So Aladdin is this blank slate. It kind of doesn't matter. It didn't make as much money. And Mm -hmm. yet they choose to do like a musical about it. Right. And they do it much later, too. Like, it didn't come out, like, in fucking 1999 or 2000 or whenever Lion King did. It's, like, a considerably later time. So it kind of allows you to just do whatever the fuck you want because it kind of doesn't matter. And so it ends up doing a lot of this, like, fourth wall breaking stuff. Like, the genie just sort of makes a bunch of jokes, like, to the audience, which is fun. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I don't know if your genie did this. I might have just been. A, I, I got the sense that like it feels like you can kind of improvise things from yeah. show to show. Well, I, I was wondering about that because like so our, our, our genie did that, too. But like and I can't tell how much of it is improvised and how much of it's not, because a lot of his jokes were just like kind of grounded because the show was written in 2011 and a lot of the humor feels very 2000. At least the jokes that our genie was cracking mm-hmm. was just very much. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, like saying like, ain't nobody got time for that. And like memes from like 2013. Like, yeah. and so it was just kind of like, I wasn't sure if there's actual room to improvise or if that is the direction to keep it for like the parents in the audience. <laughs> like, so they can let them go. I know that joke. He made um, like a Wakanda joke for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we got a Wakanda come? joke. He's like, did you come from the, yeah, he's like, yeah. did you come from the lamp? And he's like, no, I think I came from Wakanda. And yeah. And then he also stopped the audience at some point where he, like when he comes out, uh-huh. people started cheering and then he stopped and he was like, you need to cheer louder. And then oh, like, the audience yeah, he would did cheer it. louder. He did it did with us too. Yeah, we too? got that too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But like, that's, that's fun. So like, I, I think when you're looking at Aladdin, right, it's not a Disney musical in the same sense. It is sort of treated, uh, God forbid, I should say this. It's treated more sort of like its own thing. Sure. Right? Sure. And then it mm-hmm. sort of has this, I wouldn't quite call it, it's not lowbrow, but it has this thing where it's like. It's a crowd pleaser. Like the audience, I feel like is somewhat invested or sort of like involved in it in a way. So it feels less stuffy in that way. Even again, I didn't like it, but I understand why people really enjoyed it. And people were just fucking losing their shit. Like they were cheering so loud. They were like screaming. They were hoolering, ho- they're, uh, hollering and hooting. Like they loved it. Like people were really eating it up. We had a pretty, we, I saw it with my friend Rachel and we had a pretty full house. But the audience was like, we had a very weird audience. And so that might have been like part of it. Like they were cheering for certain things, but then like, Okay, so side note, I was in Las Vegas last weekend and I went and saw the Beatles Love, which also reminded me of another thing that I have to get to. But like Love is actually actively a show where it's like, oh, please take out your, you know, you can don't take video, but you can take pictures. You know, we want you to do this. And, you know, also it's Vegas. So everyone's either like incredibly bombed out of their minds, drunk or high. And everyone yet was like so well behaved. So like into the show, like the audience was so good that I was like this audience that we had was just like. I get annoyed when people take out their phones in a theater, but by like the second act, everyone was just like so detached. I was like, I don't care. I was like, man, I just don't care. Whatever, dude. And like, even the ushers don't care. It was just like the strangest audience. And like, yeah, so like for uh, a friend like me, which again, best number, got a huge response, Mm -hmm. but like, that was it kind of everything else was like just very tepid until like a whole new world happened. And I don't know, like it was just like the energy was so weird and I couldn't tell if it was because the stage like crew seemed kind of tired or the audience was weird and it was just like this weird symbiotic thing but yeah it was it was strange i wish we had that audience i probably would have had like way more fun but to get back to what you were saying i think it felt like pantomime i think is the word like not lowbrow mm. but just kind of like yeah okay. yeah like it, it had a like a big pantomime kind of feel to it like where you almost expect the audience to go oh no he didn't oh yes he yeah, did like, back and it, forth yeah yeah, it, it, yeah. It didn't feel like, and like, this is not winning any awards. It's not, I mean, I guess maybe, did he get nominated for Tony, the guy that played Genie? Did he win? Yeah, James Monroe Iglehart won a Tony for it. And um, I saw him in Hamilton as, as and he was sh- incredible. Yeah. <laughs> so I can only imagine I, that, I, I like, how funny was I didn't was see him that. in this, obviously. But yeah, it's, I'm like, mm. clearly that guy would, whoever, like, originated this role, I'm like, yeah, clearly that guy would have won. But I'm yeah, like, yeah. it's kind of silly. It's kind of fun. It's not, obviously, it's not historically accurate, like, in any way whatsoever. And it, it allows you to be sort of insane with it because a your your character is boring and then the genie is like whatever the fuck you want it to be really because he's a genie he's like a weird insane magical creature that like fucking can look into the future so he doesn't subscribe to any laws yeah so i'm like 
I get it. It's like you're going to go see a fucking musical. It's not like a real musical musical, but it's also a step above just seeing like a regular Disney thing like Frozen. Uh, and you don't feel like you're seeing like art. You know, you feel like you're just like going there to have a good time, you know? Yeah. And and for that reason, for all the parents in the audience, I feel like I get it. I'm like, yeah, they probably just had a good time. And this guy came out and like made some jokes and like interacted with the audience a little bit. And it's like, it's basically it. Like it's it's not much to it, but it's like, OK, I, I get. And also, like, you don't have people who are like super attached to Aladdin, like coming out in droves, like complaining about how like it's not authentic to the source material because kind of people don't really give a shit about Aladdin in the same way that they do these other ones. So it's actually kind of got the best of all worlds, I feel like, where it gets to just be its own little weird thing. Again, I don't like this thing that it sure, is. Sure. Again, just I was to be like, clear to like, the audience. <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, did it he like It gets to do this thing. Sure. But I think it's really important to understand, like, functionally, like, why it does. I think, anyway, like, that was just my assessment of it. Like, why I think it succeeds is because you don't really, it doesn't matter if you like Aladdin or not. You can sort of just go and watch it and it's like, whatever. I think for you and I who went into it with like, oh, like, why did they change this or that? I'm like, it doesn't matter. Like it's, it ultimately is like, that's just us being old people being like, that's not the Aladdin that we grew up with. Like there's a lot of decisions that are bad, but it's not meant to be good either. Sure. I guess I have to, I guess my thing is, is like, and this is because as someone who is not um, attached to Aladdin in any particular way. It wasn't like, oh, they changed this. It's more like, why did they change this and what's the point of doing this? Like, like, yes. like what you could just go home and watch Aladdin and watch a better version of that. And like, it, it just kind of loses like what's interesting or funny to me. As someone, again, who's not a huge Aladdin person, like I just couldn't understand the why of it besides, you know, we want to make money and people like really like Aladdin. Which is contrary to Disney's belief in general, because they're usually doing it for the artistic reasons, not because they want to make money. Right. Well, they're trip. like, if you go and see like their Mary Poppins stage musical, like so they did Mary Poppins. And that one's actually interesting because it engages more with the source material and they change things. And it's like it's a it's a fun look at Mary Poppins compared to the movie that like, you know, everyone grew up with. Um, or is this just, just like it's not I'm a post change. I don't give a shit about that. It's more like. Why? Why? Because like now we're just stuck with like 20 minutes of these three guys who are deeply unfunny and like. Yeah. I, I want to die. Like, but, that's, but, but it doesn't matter though. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's the interesting thing is like, it's continued to make money. So like, obviously like other people don't really give a shit like sure. enough or they don't give enough of a shit to like have this go. So it's like, it's, it's this weird phenomenon. We're like, well, this keeps succeeding. So it keeps going on. I mean, that I is think the, a lot of people just don't care. That's, that's a very good point. <laughs> like, and I, I, I was kind of saying like, I see why the Lion King ran forever is still running and is going to, you know, outrun Phantom eventually. Forever. Um, like, I, I understand that. I understand, like, why Beauty and the Beast ran for such a long time. But then I see stuff like this, and then um, I guess Frozen's kind of a good comparison where that, like, didn't last long at all, and it's also just kind of, like, a nothing show. Uh, like, I'm like, what? Yeah. what? But what? Like, I'm like... But that's what I'm saying. I, th- I think that's what it is. I think it's... I think uh, in film, you'd be like, this is kind of like a B-movie that did, that did yeah. really well. I don't but know Frozen didn't run that long. Like, thing, that's, but... that's the thing. Like, you see Frozen, you're like, oh, that's going to run forever because everyone loves Frozen and everyone's obsessed with Frozen and this is the show that you're going to take your six-year-old to. And, like, there weren't a lot of kids in yeah. our audience, too. That was the other thing. It was, like, mostly adults. But, like... um. Like, I guess I'm just kind of like trying to parse out, like, why did that close so relatively quickly? Like, that was just like there and gone pretty much. And this is still running. You know, it's been on here since like 2011. I think it tried to have it both ways. I think this is like if Lion King is on one end of the spectrum, I feel like this is on the opposite end of the spectrum where it just sort of fully just embraces the fact that it's or sorry, not embraces, but fully like omits all the stuff that would make it feel Disney ish. Sure. And just sort of goes with like, whatever it feel, if you didn't know that this was based on a Disney movie, it would just sort of be like a, whatever music, like a 
musical on Broadway. I could see it that way. And, and obviously it's like very colorful. There's like a genie. You can make a lot of crazy jokes. Again, not defending it, not saying, not saying I was having a great time, but I get why I get it. It makes sense. Right. Yeah. You know that, um, 10 things I hate about you quote where it's like, I I know you can be overwhelmed and you can be underwhelmed, but can you ever just be well? Just whelmed. and that was kind of yeah. because like, yeah, there, there is like I, I started off, you know, right off the gate, really negative about the things I just did not like from a storytelling point of view or whatever. Yeah. But like, like, yeah, no, I see what you mean in that sense, because there is like a lot to really like, again, never had a friend like me it was so fun that I was like, fuck, yeah, this rules. And like, um, yeah. Oh, what the, 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 everyone loved a whole new world. But I honestly thought like it was kind of. It was all right. It was, it was all right. It was fine. It was fine. It was cool and, and, to see like the flying carpet and shit, you know, going yeah. up and down with like the clouds. It was, it was fun. It was very much like the Nutcracker towards the end of it where like they get in a sled and it goes across the stage. It had that mm-hmm. kind of vibe. But like, I don't know, maybe just the audience energy was so weird, but everyone felt like really tired. And I feel like, I don't know, because I did see it on a Wednesday. <laughs> like they don't have Wednesday matinees. They have Wednesday night shows. And I'd be like, I'd be the same way too on a goddamn Wednesday night. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So like, I don't like it was just a strange experience and a part of me is like man i wish i'd maybe seen your performance because it sounds like it was way more fun and i, I saw it again with i'm somebody. making it sound like it was like the best show you ever like, but it's not like, i'm you, just saying like do I, you know what's art is is aladdin on broadway no uh like no because other, otherwise i end up complaining about it for like 45 sure. minutes i'm like this isn't fun in the podcast for me just be like i hate this for all these reasons <laughs> this it's more sucks. it's more interesting to be like i wonder why this works or like i wonder why people like this so much and trying to like dissect it like that that was sort of how I walked away from it sure I think I just had a bad night because again I saw it with somebody who had already seen it and like was like oh yeah it's really fun it's a really fun show we were both just kind of like hmm it's fine it's fine it's fine it's just fine it's fine it's It's not expensive (laughs) it's fine right that's it and like I think for for a lot of people like that's good they don't want Maybe they don't want like the again, it's like the B movie thing is what I'm thinking. It's like, yeah. I remember when I was younger trying to write stories, be like, this story has to have like meaning. And then as I get older, most people are like, I just want to shut my brain off for two hours and not think about how like life is awful. So I feel like it's the equivalent of whatever that is. Oh, the other thing is like I saw seeing Cirque du Soleil that like it's like, oh, this is a show that has no plot whatsoever. It has a plot ish kind of thing to mm-hmm. it. And like it does all this like fantastical stuff to build out the world and, you know, make it visually interesting and kind of cool. Like there, there's a certain care in the fact that like, yeah, if we can't really have a story, we're going to do something different and weird, but that's also it's Cirque du Soleil in its own thing. But, um, I think I was coming down from that too. I mean, like that was genuinely really neat, really interesting. And like, this is just kind of like, okay. Like, so, Oh, the other thing it reminded me of, so there is a long running Aladdin show in Disneyland and it just kind of felt like a slightly like more upgraded. It felt like a Disneyland show. I think that was maybe the, the the takeaway that I'm trying to like, get. I'm like, it felt like a Disney Disneyland, Disney world, like theme park show that is just like slightly zhuzhed up. Like, you know, they do it five times a day. You're not like going there like to get anything new out of it. You're just going there because you really enjoy that and you want to see that. And that's what it, it just felt like a really souped up, zhuzhed up. Disney World show because I've seen the Aladdin uh, stage show at Disneyland and it's 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 cute. It's also only like 50 minutes long, too. So like you're not there yeah. for two hours. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I I get why people like it. It just was. I, I get know. it. I don't, I don't agree, but I understand. Like, sure. It's, that, that's it. Like, that's that's all that matters is like I'm like, I understand why this is successful. It's like, yeah, it's it's a low stakes night out that doesn't that'll sort of like deliver whatever like i think that's basically because as i'm saying it's like a comfort thing kind of maybe like a comfort foodie type thing it's not like a high cuisine it's not fine dining it's just sort of like oh it's a decent burger whatever fine like i got through like the 2000s 
tense period of Phantom of the Opera where it was just like a low energy, like, oh man, this thing <laughs> is rough and I'm just comfort watching it. So this is coming from a place of love and understanding and not hate um, yeah. and persistence. Cool merch table though. I will honestly say, I don't know if they had cool any merch like, table. Yeah. yeah. I'm like the merch table was like cool rocking. Lamp magnets. <laughs> yeah. I was like, they had like a little like mug and like, like thing. rug thing that was going on. The cave of wonders was really cool too. Like, um, yeah, I was yeah. going to say the sets were really impressive for a traveling show, especially here. Like the Cave of Wonders is like this crazy bright, like fucking flashy golden shit that was yeah. going on. And then like they had like, uh, it was they wild. Would do, yeah, they would do cool things too with like the scrims and like having like sand flow in the background. And that was like really cool too. So yeah, they, yeah. They, they, like, I'm just like going, oh yeah, there was a lot of really cool stuff in that too. Um, I just hate it's those three elaborate. friends so much. <laughs> Those three friends are okay. So we got it out of the way. So we decided about, I made my piece with like, here's the things that I think are good. Here's why I thought it worked. Here's why I think people liked it now without like beating a dead horse. It's like, okay, the friend, let's say in the context of what we were saying earlier about like, okay, you get rid of the animals, you get rid of the friends for all these reasons. Okay. Obviously you're going to have to have Aladdin talking to people because he can't be talking to himself on stage. It just seems like weird. You add these friends in. All of it's awful. It's just everything about the friends are awful. Their numbers are awful. Their jokes are terrible. The jokes are so it's bad. Like, they're so bad. And then there's that what the part that like really broke me down or like really <laughs> broke me in terms of how much I hated them yeah. was the part where they all get kidnapped. And then like like I was saying a second ago, like or they're all kidnapped and they're in Jafar's uh, dungeon or whatever yeah. his sex torture BDSM yeah. dungeon. Um, and then the genie shows up. And he's just like, hey, genie, like you're great. And then it, and then they sing a song about why the genie's great in yeah. the weird like BDSM torture dungeon. Yeah. Like yeah. while everyone's still chained up. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. It's like so like what like the whole long because like right before that, there's that long like action sequence with the three friends about how they're gonna sneak in and like save Aladdin. Right. And it just goes on and it just goes on. And it keeps going on. And like, I, this is, I know this is all a holdover from when Howard Ashman was working on Aladdin and it was still in pre-production and it's kind of like, you know, it's rest his soul. What an important. I don't think all of it was. I think, I think there was, uh, I think proud of your boy might've, I'm mistaken. I might be mistaken. I think that one was the holdover. I'm pretty sure. But then there's another composer. Uh, oh, the Chad Chad, Chad anyway. Begulin, yeah, Chad Begulin, who wrote like a lot of the new stuff for this. But the three friends stuff is like like Aladdin having three friends that starts with Howard Ashman. I'm pretty sure they're. Oh, in, that's uh, from the original. Yeah, oh shit! Yeah. I thought that was like. An, oh, I didn't realize. No, that, that was like those were those were they were originally oh, Jesus, part of it. That's yeah. even more upsetting. Yeah, and it's like it's fine. Like nobody's first ideas are good. There's a lot of things about Beauty and the Beast. No, no, and that's Mermaid. fine. I literally thought that was like a shoehorned in thing from like. Oh my god! I am like 99% sure like most of the friend stuff is like Howard Ashman. And and again, rest in peace, what an incredible like giant of theater and a huge part of my life. But you know, not everyone's first idea is a good thing. And it's, it's kind of like why I kind of give rent a little more leeway now that I'm older. I'm like, Oh, he died before he got to finish it. And a lot of it was just kind of like this unfinished yeah. piece that like, you know, if I, I think about the things that I work on, if I died in the middle of them and like was left, it, it was left to people <laughs> to like figure out. I think about what the to things that it. I work on now and yeah. have delivered even as a live person. And I'm like, they're not very good. No, yeah. You're um, right. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah, it's like, OK, I get it. Like this is a first draft thing and it stayed in the drafts, I think, for a reason. And, you know, it's hard to know artistic intention when somebody has been dead for like, you know, 30 years. Um, 
Yeah. And, and and like, what were they trying to do with this? But it is a holdover from when it was in pre-production, like early pre-production. And the fact that they chose to resurrect it, I feel like, does it come from a place of loving and wanting to respect how much Howard Ashman contributed to this? But also, like, what were his sensibilities about this and what would he have said had this come to fruition? Like, or had he been there towards the end? Um, and it's hard to say because, like. I don't know. I, I don't know. But it just for me, I'm just like, no, it's it's bad. Like, it's bad. And it was left. It's for, bad. It's bad. And it's OK. We all yeah, we all have bad ideas. <laughs> yeah. Same with like the idea of him having a mom. But I think the mom was originally going to be a living character in that like that. So, yeah. Right. It, so it, it really bumps where you're like, why is he singing about his dead mother that we've never seen? And it's sort of like, OK, I guess. Yeah. Uh, did you like that song or did you like Proud of Your Boy or did you just it hate sounds- that song, too? It's perfectly fine. It's like very like middle of the road, like Alan mm. Menken kind of like like I'm like this needed to be workshop. You can tell again, like it feels unfinished, like the idea is there. I just can't like I can't tell if it's a good song or not because I just think about the fact that it's where the Proud Boys get their name from. And like, right, right, right. I was so, actually like, that. yeah, you, you know, what surprised me is that they didn't do more like I want songs. Yeah. Like I thought I thought like Jeannie could have had one for sure. Like. Genie could have just been like, I've been like, I've been fucking trapped my whole life. And but like, that seems like an easy song to not easy, but you know, it seems like a very obvious place where you could have had like another interesting number that would have been right. uh, That would have made perfect sense in a musical that would not necessarily have made sense in the animated film. Or I'm like, that's a really easy place where they could have just exploded that idea uh, and flexed something. That whole tension felt like pretty dropped in the stage version of him wanting mm-hmm. to be free. It really I think it did. felt like an afterthought. And like, that's like really, I'm like, yeah, that's an easy thing right there. If we must pad out time for a character that it would make sense. Like before, yeah. never had a friend like me, not never had a friend like me, um, Prince Ali or whatever. Um, like after they mm-hmm. get out of the cave, like that's a perfect spot. Cause there's that point in the movie in that point in the movie where Aladdin's yeah. like, Hey, what do you, would you all like to have? All the treasures and all the yeah. things and all the world. Yeah. yeah that could have like, just been a big song. Yep. And uh, no, we get the uh, three friends adventuring and uh, having songs about that. And it just, oh, yeah, they like, they like start a band at one point. It's like so it's so oh, it's doofy so and it's just do. And it feels like they were all meant to be played by Alex Brightman. Like, here's Alex. Like all, all of our guys are just very much Alex. <laughs> or Brightman-y Josh Gad. About one guy is supposed or to be George, Josh Gad. Who's just Josh like, Gad. Oh, oh, did yeah, someone say Tabuli? Like making all the yeah. terrible fat jokes. So oh pathetic. yeah, it's like oh the, yeah the the heavier one, which is very interesting because he was like very conventionally attractive and not at all heavy, but has like all these fat jokes about him. He's making jokes about food, like tabbouleh. He says like there's something about hummus. Yeah. They like he says all all, all so, the so all the food. It's so dumb, and every time it happens, you're like, who is this? Like why? Like wah, nobody's wah. laughing. Like everyone's just going, get it? He's thinking about food. Mm. Which again, kind of downsells how much like. Um, the genie matters in the original one and how they lose it here because as great as the genie is in this, like all of this padding, you kind of lose the fact that he's kind of the kinetic funny thing and like the other characters are not funny yeah. and that's fine. Like, and like, right. He's the, com- it's, it's a him and Iago are like the comic reliefs in the right. story originally. And it's like, sirs, Godspeed, but you are no uh, Gilbert Godfrey. You are no, uh, Gilbert Godfrey, man. Rest in peace. What like a weird. It's such an insane movie. When you go back and watch it, you're like, this, this is such a mishmash of different things. Like, it's truly an insane film. Uh, there's no cohesive anything to it. It somehow just sort of because you have Robin Williams at the center of it. It's sort of like play. It just it's you're like, oh, this is great because you have an insane person as the lead, not the lead, but like the main draw of it. Um, I say this with love, of course, not uh, not as like a oh, judgment, yeah. as like a. Uh, it's so it's so funny when you're like, there's Gilbert Gottfried, who's like this 
weird, a talking parrot like, with crazy teeth. voice. Yeah, talking parrot with teeth. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. Uh, I it's, love it. It's so it's such a strange movie. If you like, when you look at it with adult eyes, you're like, what the fuck is this? It's wild. Yeah. I, I will say the other thing that uh, I don't care because I just can't be bothered and I'm too old and it doesn't matter. It does matter, but I should say that it matters, but I'm just like, I'm tired, <laughs> boss. I don't care anymore. Is yeah. the fact that like the designs of the costumes and the sets and all that stuff is all very colorful and it's beautiful, but it did feel like a certain level of like whatever ethnicity this needs yes. to be, we'll just cram this in here. Like yeah. it's Indian and it's mostly Thai at certain points yeah. for some yeah. reason. And There's then like it's like barely Asian, Arab. Like, and yeah. yeah it, I'm it, like, it was... I don't know what the fuck's going on here. It was a lot of like, an it just, it's like an Orientalism kind of thing where it's just like whatever it needs to be. Yeah. It, it was an Edward um, Said fantasy right there. Like, I'm yes, like, it's very much like, a fantasy in that sense. I get, I don't care. I get, I'm like, it's fine. It's Aladdin. It doesn't matter. It's not like, mm-hmm you know, the main thing, but it, it, I think it should be noted that that was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Yeah. And there's like one scene where they're, it's basically like the Taj Mahal at one point with like the big reflecting pool. And I'm like, that's, that's all the way in, in whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I oh, caught right, that right, too. Right. Yeah. 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 I'm like, okay, uh, did you, okay, sure. I didn't actually see the, the live action one, the Will Smith Mm-mm. one, but was, yeah. Did you, did you see it? Yeah, I did. Yeah, you did see it. OK, I, I wasn't sure someone someone had told me that it's kind of Bollywood in the way that it's done. Is that? Yeah. True? Yeah. There's a lot of like Bollywood elements that are added to it, especially like towards the end. It is definitely like a pan east of Europe. Like, yeah, it's an oriented, like just like a mishmash of every culture. It's that weird that like, this property is like become that thing where it's like it could be whatever. It's like this Orientalist uh, thing that they can just sort of swap out whatever people fucking need for anything that's far or Middle East. They're like, it's so yeah. strange. Bollywood, Aladdin, sure, why not? Yeah. You're like, okay, yeah, yeah thanks Bollywood. for the thought. Fucking, I, I kept thinking of, of fucking King and I at certain points when I was watching this. I was like, this oh, is just yeah. like a set from the King and I. That's all it is. I was like, are they in Siam? What is this shit? Yeah, there's like a scrim they have that looks a lot like Uncle Wat, and it's just kind of like, okay, like, <laughs> yeah, interesting, yeah. like, sure, <laughs> let's go for it, why not? And like, yeah, I, yeah, it's interesting. I picked up on that too, and Rachel and I were both just kind of like, huh. Okay, you know, <laughs> interesting. Yeah, I was like, hmm. Have fun with that. But it is just kind of like, yeah, that's that's what we use Aladdin for. And to be fair, I think like every adaptation. To be fair, I say very like um, lightly, I guess here. Um, but Aladdin's just always kind of been a source of like, yeah, we'll just do that. Like, because this is very much based on whatever the thief of Baghdad, which is also like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And that was in the forties, but it was like this is nineteen sure. ninety two. Why not? Yeah, why not? Why not? But yeah, interesting stuff, Aladdin. Oh, so uh, now I know that it's your favorite show. Yeah, absolutely. hundred we'll percent. The greatest show I've ever seen of all time. <laughs> I'm just going to go listen to uh, proud of your boy on repeat right now. For, proud of your boy. People, people fucking love that song and honestly good for them. But like, uh, yeah, I've been, I have been thinking about proud of your boy the whole goddamn time since I saw Please it do not become and radicalized and become a proud boy now, Angie. That's no. be bad. First oh, of God. all, they don't like women. <laughs> That's that's my uh, arc ending of this season. Surprise all. Um, Aladdin like converted me to the Proud Boys. Wow. Uh, but yeah, interesting, interesting show, uh, especially in the con- all I can think about is the Lion King. And I'm just kind of sitting here being like, why? Theater? Right. Why it's so do? sad. Yeah. That it's just like repeated over. It's just like they're yeah. like, again, I, I fully convinced that the producers are just sort of like. Eh, whatever. Lion Kings, we're going to sink all our money into. Like, this yeah. is some like, bullshit that we'll throw together. Whatever. We'll figure it out. And it's like doing okay. Yeah. Aladdin's like the Roman so Roy, funny. where like, like it's stepping up there, yeah. but it's like not getting dad's approval in any capacity whatsoever. It's just kind of like here, but you have to keep working. You have to keep working and keep, we keep making Aladdin things, but you'll never be the Lion King and it's fine. Yeah. Like, it, 
I'm just. Am I am I uh, out of step in saying that like I don't feel like Aladdin is that revered in regards to like the classic uh, the re- the Disney Renaissance? It's I, not I just, disliked or anything, but I don't feel like I meet a lot of people who are like Aladdin is their shit. Sure, I feel like I know so many people who do love Aladdin that I'm kind of like I don't yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess if you look at it box office wise, you know. There's that right there. It's not the Lion King sure, any right. stretch. But neither was Beauty and the Beast. And everyone I know, like fucking lo- like people who love Beauty and the Beast, like love Beauty and the Beast. I'm they really are into people. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, that's I, what I'm I saying. Know. I don't. I don't. I don't know many people who are like obsessed with a, like Aladdin is like my childhood. Sure. Aladdin was my childhood. But I, even I'm like, I mean, I'm not that way in general. But I don't know. I, I guess it's it's surprising that it's like such a successful show in that sort of mid range. I think I guess a lot of people really love the music from it and they love Robin Williams and yeah. like the rest of it is Robin kind of Williams like flotsam sure. and jetsam. Like when people think about how much they love Aladdin, they're usually thinking about how much they love a whole new world or like Robin Williams and yeah. that, and not the story of Aladdin, you know, I think that's, Oh no, yeah. It's like, true. Yeah, it's, yeah. 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 It's funny. Cause I was thinking, I was thinking about this today. I'm like, I, it's weird. I don't consider, no, I shouldn't say consider. I don't think about Aladdin as classic uh, Renaissance Disney movie. Mm-hmm. I think about Aladdin as a Robin, as part of the Robin Williams filmography. Sure. Like it's that's like, sort of where my brain compartmentalizes it. It doesn't go in with like Lion King and fucking Beauty and the Beast and, and Ariel, a little mermaid. It goes to like, Oh, right. toys or toys. Like fucking <laughs> dead poet society or like Mrs. all Doubtfire. these other weird, for some yeah. reason, that's where it goes. It's, yeah. it's his shadow really does loom large over this. Like he's yeah. he was I, such an amazing, incredible, like just massive. Yeah. And massive, he, he, like just, and he did it, it the scale and Disney betrayed his trust, like top 10 anime Disney betrayals right there. <laughs> like Dickhead, dickheads. Yeah. How dare you? Well, they bought him a Picasso and they figured it out. Like that always cracks me yeah. up. I'm like, they bought Robin Williams a Picasso painting to apologize for that. <laughs> like, I want, what did, a weird. Did you ever, do you know of? Do you have any idea if he saw it? I wonder if he saw. Because what year did he die? I'm trying to remember. So he died while well, in, in 2014. The show had already been running, but I don't know if he'd seen so it. So it was possible for him to have seen it, but he didn't yeah. get to see it. Yeah, I mean, also imagine being like, I'm going to play the genie on Broadway, like. Yeah. It's already stressful enough to like be a, like a that kind of a character in a show, and just imagine being like, I have to do the musical version of what fucking Robin Williams did. Jesus Christ! And right. again, to his credit, the guy the guy was good. Yeah, uh, James. I think James Iglehart Monroe was still playing the part too. And again, he's fantastic. At least like what I have seen him in. He's actually they're reviving Spamalot, uh, the Broadway adaptation of Monty Python the Holy Grail, and he's playing King Arthur in that. And I don't like that show, but I'm like, damn it, I might now have to want to go see it really badly. <laughs> Uh, cause I love him. Yeah. Uh, he like stole Hamilton for me, like in such a phenomenal like way. He was, um, Jefferson. Did he play in Hamilton? He was Jefferson and Lafayette. Yeah. And he was so good. It was like so very different from like the David Diggs version and like its own thing. I was going to say, which I know that that's David Diggs cause I've been doing this fucking podcast forever. (laughs) So I know he plays Jefferson and Hamilton. Yeah, I know. Against my will. You're like, I know the sound of David Diggs voice. Don't you, don't you worry now. I've learned my lesson here. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I can't imagine that feeling like, oh, having to step into that number one seems impossible because everyone loves like, again, everyone loves the genie in this movie. Aladdin is the genie mm-hmm. like, you know, and then yeah. having to fall into that is just like, oh, man. Yeah. Our actor was great. Fantastic. But he looked exhausted for the second act. And I'm like, me too. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> like me too. Like, uh, yeah. So overall, our assessment is if you're going to do an Aladdin musical that's so reliant on the genie, probably shouldn't write so much of other characters and instead keep yeah. more genie. Cause that's yeah. Focus on show. that relationship. Yeah, like it's such yeah. a good like. That's why people like that. Oh, you'll always be a prince to me, Al. Is like such like a moment, and it yeah, you know, like that. That relationship is so good that like I wish they just leaned into that more instead of Omar, Kasim, and Babcak, our new best friends. Like 
<laughs> like, sorry. Canceled. It, I, I, you know what? The show is fine, but that that specifically is just like hoof, you know, <laughs> like just a, a hall of famer, Whoa. like interesting creative choice. Oh, I'll say one last thing about it. I'll yes. say this one last thing uh, that I did make a note that I, I forgot to say this. I did not enjoy Lion King when I watched it because I fucking knew every single line. Mm. And so it was boring. Sure. Because sure. I could predict every single thing I was. At. I will say to the credit of this one, they don't do that here. You don't end up having exactly the same lines as the movie, which even though it's not that they were like wrote good, like great dialogue or anything, but at, at least I have to commend them for like not completely copying and pasting it over because otherwise I would have not made it through it at all. Sure, sure, sure. That's a very good point. Yeah. It's like, well, what's going on here? I, my, my interest is peaked here because I need to know yeah. what new things are. Oh, well, more of the friends. Great. Cool. Love more of that. the friends. More, more of the boys, friends. Yeah. They're just, I'm going to get a tattoo of the three of them. Just like more friends. Yeah. It's like how you get the hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. I'm going to get the three of them just to remind me to like, you know, put good things into the earth. Um, no offense to the actors who were making it work as best as they could. I, I respect It's that. never any offense to the actors. Yeah, it's never any offense. The actors are doing their best. Just it's just what do you um, say about Kasim um, Omar and uh, Babcak? I think Babcak's yeah. the one making all the things. Anyway, things. anyway, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. anyway, yeah. Uh, I think uh, we should probably go ahead and wrap it up. Is there anything else that we wanted to say about Aladdin? I think we. I think we're good. I th- I'm I'm good. I'm I'm yeah. really good. It's think, just gonna be me being like those three fucking guys. Duh! You know, <laughs> well, yeah. If you uh, saw Aladdin and you have thoughts on it, please let us yes. know. We would love to hear them. We are at Musical Splainin with no G on the artist formerly known as Twitter, which is now known as X. <laughs> yeah. And of course, Musical Splaining with a G on uh, Instagram. I am at Kavitaharian on X slash Twitter. I'm also Kavitaharian now on um, Blue Sky. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So if you guys are there, come find me on Blue Sky. Uh, and of course, I'm at Permafriends on Instagram. And this will come out this Tuesday. So yes, so uh, coming up, uh, I will be at New York Comic Con. Just a reminder... October 12th through the 15th, I believe. I'm going to be an artist alley. Uh, if you're in New York, if you're going to the convention, please come see me. Come say hi. I would love to see your beautiful faces. Uh, I'm going to have a couple of exclusive things for New York Comic Con. So that's going to be fun. Very fun. Uh, and I'll also have my Mothman book doing my East Coast tour of one location, which is New York. But that's a pretty big one. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. come get a Mothman book. Come get a Perma Friends book. Come get like an Avocado Chronicles book. Come get whatever. I got a bunch of stuff. Stickers, prints toys and stuff. Uh, I'd love to see all. you. So yes, if you're, if yeah, I got it all. If you're there, please come. Yeah. He's got it all. He's got the range. Go to Comic-Con if you can. Kav is wonderful and deeply talented. So go support him. Uh, Thank you. Pa- one last passing thought. Iago made no Twitter joke. I was kind of shocked, but like, like I was like, Oh, there- no Twitter joke. No Twitter joke. I was like, there no Twitter jokes happening here. I feel like that is like the, Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said he didn't make a Twitter joke, but I'm like, yes, I see what you're saying. (laughs) Sure. Uh, But yeah, no Twitter jokes. Um, I guess. Thank you, Aladdin, for that. I appreciate it. Um, But uh, that said, I am uh, uh, Y Angelina Y on um, yeah the artist formerly known as Twitter and also on Blue Sky. And I am Angelina underscore S.E.E. on Instagram. Uh, Yeah, that's all I got. I'm about ready to go head out into the desert and find my own lamp and make my three wishes. Yeah. Uh, but I can't kill three people. Poor so Aladdin. Like, yeah. Poor Aladdin. Aladdin's whole art. I'm like, I, uh, one last thought. I was like, Aladdin's just like a guy who was like too nice. And then he got punished yeah. for being poor and nice. That's literally all yeah. that fucking kid had to deal with. He's like, oh, I'll That's free like my his. friend. I'm like, oh, is it difference between freeing my friend or like living a life of poverty? I guess I should live a life of poverty because like, you know. People are have to be nice, so, so it's unfortunate. You're saying Aladdin's lame is like that's that's the same thing. Yeah, it's everyone's punished for being poor yes. and nice. That's it. 
Yes. It's unfortunate. <laughs> Speaking of Les Mis, oh yeah, I guess by the time this airs, we'll have already uh, yeah. record, done our Patreon. By the way, if you guys did not sign up for Patreon, you should sign up for our Patreon. By the time this uh, plays, we'll have done our live stream with Lindsay. And I'm assuming, looking into the future, it was a huge success. Yeah. Fingers crossed. <laughs> it, it, so, it is. Yeah. Sign up for our Patreon. Follow the sponsor links. Tell everybody about the podcast. Of course. Send reviews, etc. So on and so forth. If you find a genie. Yes. And he gives you three wishes or he or she or they, whatever kind of gender this genie may or may not be or mm-hmm. non-gendered, whatever. Tell this genie that your first wish is for everybody to review the musical spinning podcast and for everybody to follow the sponsors <laughs> and for us to get billions in advertising. Yes, that would that be fantastic. That should be your first wish. So, uh, yeah. And no wishing for more wishes after that. Sorry. No wishing for more wishes. Yes. Uh, and on that note, thank you guys for listening. Thank you. We will see you at the theater. At the theater.